everyone. Welcome back to Date Night. My name is Chardonnay. And my name is Chateau Cheval Blanc. <laughs> Today's theme is wine tasting. So this is actually a very new date for us. We went on one of... We went on a wine tour a few days ago. And how was that experience for you? Um, remind me your name? Chateau Cheval Blanc. Is it Sauvignon Blanc? No. Chateau. Chateau. Cheval Blanc. Oh. Chateau Cheval Blanc. Like white horse. All right. Restart this podcast. No, we're not restarting. <laughs> okay. So tell me. Chateau Cheval Blanc. Okay. How was that experience for you? Junior. Junior. That was my dad's name. Just call me Cheval. Okay. Cheval. How was uh, the wine tour for you a few days ago? Yeah, it was good. It was a nice sweaty bike ride in the hills of Kelowna. And the wine was pretty good. We sampled, I think, over 20 different types of wine. And that's across red, white, and rosés. And overall, it was interesting because I'm not a big wine drinker. But I think that this helped me get a newfound appreciation for the alcohol. I would completely agree. And, um, yeah, I, I find that usually I always go for the cheapest wine or, you know, the, the most accessible wine. Um, and especially I think in, in North America, wine can be pretty expensive. So yeah, I think this really allowed us to, to do a really fun date, but try something new and try some different things. Um, but we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Cause I actually have a lot of thoughts on it. But let's uh, dive right into our first segment, which is our top five. Would you like to start or should I start? Uh, why don't you start? Okay. So top for the top five, uh, just because we're not connoisseurs yet of wine, we're not going to do top five wines. We're just going to do top five alcohols, alcoholic beverages in general. Just because I think wine, for me, it's still pretty hard to differentiate between all the types of wine. I mean, unless it's like, Red, white, rosé, and, like, I can't even find two other ones that would be distinguishable enough for me. So, we're we're gonna, you know, expand a little bit so it allows us for, to have at least somewhat of a different list. Okay, so I'm going for first. Rank blindly? Yes, ranking blindly. First one I have for you is a shot of vodka. Two. Two. Why do you put that at two? Because it's just getting the job done. Right. And the job being getting drunk. Yeah, the job being loosen up. Okay. Second one I have for you is sangria. Ooh, sangria is delicious. I'll put that at number one. All right. Yeah, that's like that's the one with fruit and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sangria is good. I like that. I love sangria too. Next one I have for you is white wine. White wine, never been a big fan of it. I would say five. Really? Okay. Next one we have is a sweet cooler. Sure, three. Yeah, that's good. So I've got sangria one, shot of vodka two, three, a cooler, and then number five, wine. So what's my fourth? Fourth is beer. Beer, sure. That's a good, that's a... Good list. Beer should probably be higher. Vodka should probably be in the fifth spot. But oh well, I can't <laughs> complain too much. 
All right, you're up. Okay. I didn't do drinks. I don't have, you know, like sh- shot versus a sangria or whatever. Right. I, I just have the alcohol types here. Okay. First one is tequila. Tequila. Uh, um, yeah, I guess that's hard for me to think about because... Usually, I feel like tequila's in a cocktail or something. And I feel like tequila goes pretty well in a cocktail. But I really... Yeah, I do think tequila as a shot can be okay if you have, like, some lime with it. So it's, like, pretty okay overall. I'll put it at three. Okay. What about whiskey? I don't even think I've ever had whiskey. Okay. So I'm gonna have to put it at five. I'm sorry. Okay. What about gin? Gin, uh, I... You like a good gin and tonic? I was just thinking about gin tonic. Um, yeah, maybe a two. Okay. Okay. Beer. Okay, hate beer, so four. Okay. And my final one was gonna be vodka. Yeah, I'm good with that. Vodka's my go-to if I'm trying to loosen up, so I feel like that works out. Okay, not too not too shabby. Not too shabby. There's definitely some worse types of vodka. Like, there's, you know, there's Grey Goose, and then there's, like, Smirnoff. Sure, yeah, there's you know? even worse than Smirnoff. Yeah. There is worse than Smirnoff. I can't even think of a worse one. I don't know my yeah. brands very well. Yeah, but... me neither, but... Anyways, okay, let's dive into our Reddit React of the day. So, this one's not exactly wine tasting but there's definitely wine involved so fair enough we've already deviated a bit it's a bit of a broader yeah, theme we yeah. yeah yeah definitely so this one is on r slash today i learned today i learned during the early years of the tour de france guzzling alarming amounts of alcohol was the norm beer wine and brandy were considered safer to drink than water from questionable roadside wells or springs and cyclists, cyclists, oh my gosh, drank copiously. Hmm. And I found that pretty interesting, especially about the wells, about how it was literally safer to drink alcohol than to drink from one of the sketchy wells that were on the way. Um, but on this article that I found that was linked to this today I learned, there was one person who described a little bit of what he eight during this 24-hour race now when so you were saying that they used to do this when when was this like during what years so 1903 to 1920 oh okay okay so it's quite a while ago it's more than 100 years ago yeah yeah so just to give you guys some perspective when there was the first tour de france in 1903 it says here it was less a race and more a gulag on wheels Competitors pedaled 40-pound single speeds along dirt roads for 15 to 18 hours a day. There were no teams. In fact, race regulations required that riders fend entirely for themselves, forcing them to scavenge for meals along the way. Hmm. If the lights were on at roadside tav- at, on a roadside tavern and they were serving rabbit, rabbit is what you ate. Guzzling alarming amounts of alcohol was the norm. Beer, wine, and brandy were considered safer to drink than the water from questionable roadside wells or springs, which I've mentioned before. And here are some of the things that 
were eaten and consumed during a 24-hour period. 45 cutlets, 19 liters of hot chocolate, 8 cooked eggs, five, 7 liters of tea, 5 this liters... This is from one person? One person. What the... 5 liters of tapioca, 2 kilos of rice, lots of strong red wine, so unclear the amounts here, coffee, champagne, dot, 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 and oysters. I have a hard time believing they got through two kilograms of rice in 24 hours. I guess. That is... Okay. That... Really, the rice is the thing that's throwing you off? For me, it's the five liters of tapioca. The fi- That is a lot of tapioca as well. Yeah, I and don't know. And 19 liters of hot chocolate? 19 liters of hot chocolate. Yeah, That's an I just... insane amount of hot chocolate. Well, the the liquids I can maybe wrap my head around because I can imagine just sweating profusely. Right. You know, just like ridiculous amounts of right. loss of mo- like loss of fluids. But two kilograms of rice? Unless you got explosive diarrhea i don't know uh how you're gonna clear two kilograms of rice in 24 hours that's way more than a stomach can handle i think i don't know maybe these these tour de france guys in 1903 were just built different yeah or they were little liars because back then it was easy to lie and get away with it because they didn't have the internet or books really because most people weren't even probably reading actually probably a lot of people were reading but you know what i'm saying you probably couldn't just go to your local vancouver public library and get an encyclopedia you probably have to go somewhere far away to read so if someone said i ate two kilograms of rice you would just say wow i don't know what rice is i believe you uh, i think what i think people might not know what right no i think people I would agree. know what rice I agree. oh i think people would know what rice is maybe they don't know exactly like what a kilo is like i think that might be hard to gauge you know like what yeah. exactly is a kilo but, you know, I could get behind that. I feel like people... Have you ever seen, like... Okay, for example, a few years ago, I was volunteering in in Italy. And there was this one, like, the, the owner of the farm. Every day at dinner, he drank an entire bottle of wine to himself. And he was not drunk. Like, he just... He just ate that. And he, and he ate... Uh, a whole bottle of wine for lunch too. So he ate two bottles of he wine. Ate two, Sorry, he drank. he drank two <laughs> bottles of wine every day. Yeah. But what I mean is that oh, that's a lot. Jeez. I feel like Europeans, old Europeans, maybe they just can they can their metabolism or something. I don't know what's going on. I could not have two bottles of wine every day. That would never happen for me. But maybe for some other people that like grew up in famine or something. Their metabolism is different. Yeah, I'm not buying the two kilos of rice, but, you know. All right. All right, all right. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, let's move on from that, and let's go to our trade offer. All righty. I'll go first. Are you being Bill Simmons right now? Nope. Okay. All right, trade offer. I got a doozy here. Okay. You get a free drink of of your choosing, free alcoholic beverage of your choosing. Okay. At every sit-down meal at a restaurant that you go to. Okay? Okay. But what you need to do is drink 
at every meal that you have at a restaurant. You get a free drink, you have to consume it. You can never pass on consuming the alcoholic beverage. Uh, yeah, I'm not taking that offer. Respect. Because, first of all, it's only one drink that I would be getting for free. So, and the thing is, whenever... I don't drink at restaurants, really, because they're really expensive. But if I am drinking at a restaurant, maybe I'm doing a little happy hour, and maybe I want to have a couple drinks. And then if I'm having a couple drinks, one drink is not going to make a huge difference. But what will make a difference is if I drink every single time I go to the restaurant, that won't be good for me. Yeah, you'll die at 50. Well, I don't go to that many restaurants that often, so I don't think so, but... But yeah, I don't, uh, I would not take that. Would you? Yeah, maybe. I feel like I sit down at a restaurant, I don't know, once or twice a month. Because I we, I normally just get takeout. It's pretty rare that I sit inside. Yeah, but the thing is, whenever I go to the restaurant, it's usually for lunch. Like, I don't really go okay. for dinner. Yeah, I and guess I that's don't, true. I don't, I don't really want to drink at like 12 yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, you know what? Yeah, this trade offer sucks. Because who cares if you get a free drink? You don't benefit from alcohol. Alcohol's poison. That's true. It's nice. I think it would it would be nice if it was like a happy hour or something, but no. Okay. And it would also really limit your options. Like imagine, okay, I know you're a guy, but then for me, if I'm pregnant or something, oh, yeah. I can never go to a restaurant while I'm pregnant. That's or true. Something like that, right? Yeah. So, or if I've already had like six drinks and then seventh is going to break the camel's back, what do I do? Yeah. I just can't even go to a restaurant. Yeah, that really, that's something really hard for you that you have to deal with. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I would just have to sit outside and just tell my friends to get me something on the way out. Right. Yeah. If I had friends. Right, I guess you don't have very much, do you? I have you. No. Date night! The date night podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, trade offer. You can have all the most expensive wine in the world, along with all the memberships at all the wineries with par- prime service. So it's like... Those- no. Wait. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. Okay, so you're not going to take this <laughs> no, if you're I already at a no. Okay, but, okay, but I'm just going to clarify something. Those club, those membership things, yeah, you have those memberships for free. So, okay. like, you can bring your friends to go to wine tastings. You have a couple bottles of your wines, of wine of your choice per year or every six months or whatever. Basically, you get amazing service and free wine for the rest of your life at all the wineries right. anywhere. Okay. Okay? Sure. However, you can never have any other type of alcohol. Nah, I wouldn't do that because I just can't imagine never being able to enjoy a little cocktail or never being able to have a beer with my friends if we go out and want to grab a beer. You know, I'm just not a big drinker. When I do want to drink a little something, I want to drink a little whatever I want, you know? Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think that's a good point. But, I mean, imagine if you're doing the podcast right now with your dad. He'd be all over that trade offer. Right. Uh, yeah. 
My dad likes wine. Yeah, I'm just not. I mean, if you love wine, if that's your favorite, you that's probably you probably go with this one. I might even do a deal like this if it was for beer, frankly, because I drink so little of anything else. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm actually on the fence about this one. I think I ultimately I'd probably say no to this one, but I think I I would I would be tempted to really do it, especially if I lived in Kelowna. Because there's mm-hmm. wineries and stuff here, but where we live, there's not really that many wineries. You yeah. still get shipments and still get free wine, which would be nice. But it would be more nice to have, to always have a free option to go to with your friends and always invite them, and they have free drinks too. Because that's what happens when you are yeah. a member with those wineries. Okay, so she slash he is a ten. But do you want to go, or should I go for this one? Uh, I went first last time, so you go now. Okay. She's a 10, but she throws up at the taste or the smell of any cheap alcohol. That's hilarious. I have a similar one. So we both have, we both have some vomit baggage. Oh, okay. Okay. They throw up at the smell, at the smell of cheap alcohol? Smell or taste of cheap alcohol. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So I can't even bring him inside a dive bar or something. No. No, then they're a, they're a they're a one. They're 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 hideous to me. Really? Because one we've never gone to a dive bar in the But what if I want to start? And also, <laughs> and also, here's the bigger problem. I can't remember the last time I didn't walk by a homeless man that reeked of alcohol. That's a that's a weekly occurrence for me. Yeah, that's true. So how do I... I gotta shield them from all the polite hobos? I can't do that. Okay. What if it was just... What if it was just taste? Then? Yeah, if it was just taste, that's fine. They're a, they're a, they're a 10 out of 10 still. That doesn't bother. Because it's fine. They don't gotta drink. Yeah. Okay, what's yours? He's a 10, but he drinks to the point of throwing up every time he (laughs) drinks, and he loves drinking. So essentially, he's an alcoholic, but he can quit whenever he wants. And also, he just drinks like once a month. So once a month, he blacks out. No, no, he's not going to black out. He's going to be like puking everywhere that's like fully conscious okay but that's similar to blacking out i would argue well no because he's functional he's gonna be up and on his feet and running around puking everywhere he goes yeah that's really not for me really yeah not for me i just don't want to have to i just it's unattractive when someone doesn't know their limits and it's also unattractive when someone isn't considerate enough to know their limits. Like, you know, like... But, sorry, I want to clarify. He does know his limits. He loves puking. Okay, I don't know anybody who loves puking. This guy, hypothetically. Okay, but I feel like we should use a realistic... Okay, fine. Okay, sorry. ...scenario, you know what I mean? Okay, fine. Okay, he doesn't like it. But he, he just, just goes crazy. He just goes crazy. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's so silly, and I don't like that. Respect. So that's he. He's like a negative two, genuinely. 
Good for you. Knowing yeah. your limits. Thanks. Okay, you're up for beige versus green versus okay. red flag. Is it a red flag or a green flag or something in between flag? Every month he buys a $150 bottle of wine. And he doesn't share because that's his baby. So he does have it. Yeah, he'll, he'll drink it. Yeah, over the course of the month. Okay, and is it because he has, like, really expensive taste in wine or something? Yeah, there's just a few brands that he loves. Well, I feel like it's really rude to not share. Like, it's yes. a whole bottle of wine. And he's very apologetic about it. He is. He hates that he's this way. He just can't help himself. Why? Why can't they're he his, share? They're his babies. I think, I think that's a red flag. I think if it wasn't for the sharing thing, it would be a beige flag. But I think it's just weird to not even give me a taste. Because it's, you know, like, why wouldn't you want to... Oh, you, you, can have, you, can have a, you can have a sip, you can have a taste, but you... heavens no for pouring a glass. Yeah, I think that's silly. Especially if I like it or something. Of course you'll like it. They're delicious. Yeah. From the mountains of Cheval Blanc. <laughs> from the chateaus. From the Sauvignons. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a no. That's a no okay. for me. All right, what's yours? Okay. She has... Okay, actually, we have really similar ones, <laughs> I just realized. Okay, so she has very expensive taste in wine. She's a wine collector. What and, a rascal. And she brings you along to wine tastings three times per year, but that includes going on trips and stuff. So, like, if there's wineries nearby, you have to... Three times per year, you have to go to these wineries, like, drive far away to go to them. Okay, three... Well, how far away are you thinking? Well, it depends. Like, if you... Like, we live in Vancouver. Kelowna is, like, four and a half hours away. Bunch of wineries in Kelowna. Assume you're going to be doing at least... You're going to be doing two to three... Maybe two trips that are four hours away per year, and then one that's local. Blah. It's borderline. I'm not crazy about that. Yep, that's a tricky one. But keep in mind, she has all this expensive wine at home. She's paying everything for you. And mm -hmm. she has all of this wine for you, but you do have to go on all of these trips. And she's a very big snob about her wine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'd say that's a beige flag. I would try it. And if I get too annoyed, I'll just run away from her. All right. Good thing that you, you know, address your problems head on and communicate well. It's good to know. Don't got to communicate well when you got legs like these. All right. Okay. Now we're done all of our segments. Imagine me running really quickly away. <laughs> okay. Now, we're, we're up to the last part here. Okay. We're going to talk about how our experience was uh, doing our wine tasting this weekend. So, I'm just going to paint you guys a picture. So, we didn't go with any wine tours or anything. We just, like, no, we didn't book anything separately to, you know, no, like, because there's some things where you can pay some company and they, like, drive you around to these places. But the problem is, is that they're pretty expensive 
And we didn't really, we didn't want to go to that many places. We only, we only went to three, well, actually technically four, but we went to three places where we actually had wine. Whereas those little tour bus things, I think they go to probably five or more. But there were some cons to that because we drove, sorry, we didn't drive. We took our bikes from East Kelowna to West Kelowna. We did take a bus over the bridge. And just to put that in perspective, it takes like, it would take like an hour to just go to West Kelowna um, from where we're staying by bike. And also West Kelowna is on a huge mountain. I'm sorry, it's not huge, but it's on a mountain and it's... It's like a, a mini Mount Everest. Well, I wouldn't say like that. super mini. Yeah, extremely many. Like a Toblerone kind of version. Toblerone. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so getting over the bridge was fine, but then we got kind of stuck because we had to like go up this big hill and we like walked most of the way up. But then it was fine because then we made sure that all of the wineries we wanted to go to were downhill from there. But the way back was pretty annoying because we got stuck on the other side of the bridge because... Okay, the... but hold on. Sorry. I feel To be fair to the wineries, I feel like our logistical issues were pretty separate from that. No, I know. But that's what I mean. Is that I know I'm rambling, but I just want to make the point that you have to... There's like different things you could use to go to these wineries. And biking may be an option if it's like a nice day. But you got to really be mindful of those hills and be mindful of like the fact that you're drinking. Um, we didn't drink that much in the end because one one wine tasting is adds up to a glass. So we had like three glasses of wine in the day, which is not that much. But if you're going on a wine tour, that's probably the safest and easiest option, but it is going to be more expensive. And obviously, if you drive, that's going to be cheap. Well, you can't really drive yeah, on but that's, three glasses of wine. That's yeah, too much. exactly. So then that means one person in your group is not drinking, and that's really not fun for but, them. But, I mean, this is this is going to depend so much on where you go and do wine tasting or where you're visiting wineries, because in Kelowna they have a lot. But, yeah, they're on a little bit of a mountain. It's a pain in the butt to get around. But I'm sure there are there's probably places where the wineries are closer together or they're on flat ground. And so it might be easier just in every way to get between these spots. Yeah. I, I do think that though, like wineries, since they have a huge vineyard, they're not well, going to be really most of the time. I don't think they're going to be walking distance from each other. No, I think in most cases you'll have to bike or rent like a little electric scooter. Yeah. Yeah, electric scooter would be good. Um, either way, it's gonna be probably expensive. This is not a very accessible date option for everybody because it was definitely really expensive, even though we didn't have a tour um, bus or anything like that. So, yeah, you just gotta be really mindful of the logistics of it all and your timing because usually you have to also book in advance for reservations. Um, so we got to make sure you don't go on too much of a busy day and things like that. But we were pretty lucky, and I think that we didn't really have any problems getting in. We had one reservation, but two of them were just us trying to get in, and we did pretty quickly, so that was good. Um, but one recommend recommendation that I have 
just right away is that if you're going with, you know, a person, someone, I mean, this is date night, so you should, you'll have someone with you. It's more fun to get two different wines that you share because usually they give you enough for like at least two sips in your cup or your glass. So we got to try a lot more wines that way because you got one wine and then I would ask for a different wine. Right. Yeah, you get to sample five different wines, four or five. And if you're with somebody there, then you can get five different wines each. So you're trying 10 instead of five, which is good. Yeah, and that's great. And then like, that's a nice way to, you know, try more wines that way. Because there, you know, there are like at least two sips in that little amount. So I think that's, that's plenty. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And I had another suggestion. Um, but Oh, actually, maybe you could speak on this a little bit. But I think another suggestion is like to really ask your... Is it, a, I guess, a sommelier? Sommelier. Uh, yeah, the person who explains to you... Every, the wine expert. Yeah. yeah, the wine expert, that person. I really, It's really fun to ask them a lot of questions. I think it's sommelier. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but yeah. Well, that's not important. Okay. Um, It's fun to ask them a lot of questions because I think they have a lot of knowledge. And even when, you know, we ask them a few times, like, what's your favorite wine and things like that. And I think they had really good suggestions. Yeah, that was probably one of the more interesting parts. I think for me as a humble, not enjoyer of wine, typically, on this whole trip that we went on, like the little evening that we spent, the most interesting parts were actually biking around. That was cool because we were in a nice area and it was a little bit of an adventure. And I really like talking to the wine expert because it's cool. I didn't know anything about wine and they're always super nice because, uh, you know, half their job is just telling you about the winemaking process. And a lot of them have been in the industry for a while, like two out of three of the people that we spoke to had been in the industry for years. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, like many years, like more than five. So they really do know a lot about it. Mm-hmm. And the first uh, winery we went to, the, the the guy was like really in the front lines. Like he like helped make the wine yeah, as yeah. well. He, yeah, he was working. He like I, he was literally on the floor separating the grapes from their like the, branch. to, the branches. Yeah. Or I think. Sorry, I think that part's automated. He was part of, like, the QA picking out, like, twigs and garbage mm. or, like, anything that gets into the uh, bushels of grapes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he, he was handling the grapes directly. Yeah, I th- and I thought that was pretty cool. There was, uh, you know, and they were always really happy to answer questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like we, we learned a lot from them. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, like, it's almost like the the actual wine tasting is kind of a small part of the whole experience Mm -hmm. if you go to multiple wineries, yeah. And another suggestion that I have is to really look at the reviews um, and not necessarily, like, look at how many stars, but really look look for reviews to make sure that the winery is what you're looking for. Because some wineries will have, you know, a 4.9 out of 5 stars or something, but... Maybe their wine tasting is like $30, whereas other places will be $10 for a wine tasting. And so it'll be really expensive. 
and maybe another place like they they specifically say that the person pouring you the wine like barely explains the wine and it's more so about you tasting the wine rather than someone having it explained to you but if that's what you want like you should go to that those types of places so really make sure to read the reviews to see that you're going to places to do what you're actually looking for um and yeah I think that really benefited us when we went because I think that there was no like poor surprises when we we were at our uh, at the wineries we tried, and especially that last winery, which was at the very bottom of the hill. It was right on the water, and we got a little charcuterie board after, and that was also really good. Uh, and I think we did a little bit of research about their food items too before we we even went, and we even asked a couple people for suggestions and. We were already told that the charcuterie board was going to be really good, so we made sure to get that, and that was worth it, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Actually, I want to mention one thing, because I don't think we talked about it. It's not a super-duper expensive thing. The wine tastings that we did, two were 10 bucks per person, and one was 15 bucks per person. So, all things considered, it's not a super expensive activity, especially if you just go to, like, one or two spots you know right you'll spend like 20 bucks per person that's not terrible for what you're getting like it's it'll it's like 20 bucks for at least probably like an hour and a half if you go to two wineries like that it's at least going to be an hour and a half two hours between the tasting the sitting chillaxing the traveling Mm -hmm. so you know i think 20 bucks for two hours of entertainment is not terrible i agree i do think though that for like, unless you, you know, you have a bike or you live pretty close. Yeah. It really adds up. Like, the transportation yeah, aspects of sure. it really adds up. Because I knew, like, you know, West Kelowna is very, has a lot of hills. So, yeah. a lot of people actually just rent e-bikes or something like that. But yeah. renting those for a day is, like, 100 bucks or, like, between 70 to to 100 bucks, And that can get... I th- so I think it's like all the accessories, like everything else makes it really expensive. True. And the thing is, once you're at the winery, you probably want to have maybe a little snack. Maybe you're Yeah, that hungry. breaks the bank. That charcuterie board was 35 bucks, and it was good. But I mean, you know, they get you with the $10 <laughs> wine to get you in the door. And then the next thing you know, you've got a $35 piece of salami in your mouth. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's... That's what it comes down to. It's all those other little things. And it's really, I think it would be really hard to really go to like two wineries and spend no no other money. Yeah. I think my, ultimately my suggestion is don't do this in Kelowna unless you're very fit and you have a nice bike that you can borrow or you (laughs) live here and you just have a nice road bike. Then you can hop on the bus, bike around West Kelowna. You know, that's a couple bucks for the bus. It's cheap. Otherwise go somewhere flat. And borrow a friend's bike. Yeah. Otherwise, rent a scooter. Because I do agree with what you said earlier. I don't think you're going to have too many wineries that are walking distance. And even if you have a winery that is like a 25-minute, 20 to 25-minute walk to the next winery, which I do think there are a couple of those in West Kelowna. There's a few that are like a 20-minute walk away, which isn't terrible. Actually, yeah. You know what? I take back what I said. I think there may be some that are walkable. If you you won't get to pick maybe your three favorites, but I think you could easily pick three 
in West Kelowna that are walkable between each other. And that might be worth it if you don't want to deal with the hassle of like the biking and the whole logistics of transporting the bikes, which we had a hell of a time doing. But I'll add another caveat that, to that. Yes, I okay. think so. Okay. <laughs> I'll add a caveat to that though, is that I actually was looking at just doing something, some wineries that were really close to each other. But the problem is, is that we still run into the issue of like, you have to have an, like get an Uber there or something. A and bus. That, no, that's the thing is that those buses all the way over there in the middle of nowhere. True. You just can't do that because what we did is we took a bus over the bridge and then we, bu- and then we biked down the hill to the wineries there's no buses going right. to the wineries okay. got it yeah and that's the problem that's really the issue is a lot of these wineries are really in the middle of nowhere so you really have to not be relying on buses because on our way back the bus was coming every hour so we had to really time how to leave because we put the buses on the sorry we put the bikes on the bus because we were we didn't want to bike up that mountain because that would have taken we don't we don't have the fitness and our bikes were not really made for that yeah exactly so anyways yeah that was um that that's one of the reasons why you really have to plan your transportation and i think it went pretty well for us but at the end there was one last bus we had to take over the mountain and there was already one bike at the front of the bus and we needed room for two and there was only one slot left for the bike so the bus driver didn't let us get on and we had to bike down the mountain over the bridge but it was on a highway and at least it was downhill but it was pretty dangerous i would say and then a big gust of wind came by and what's your name again chardonnay chardonnay that's a good name yeah thanks and then a big gust of wind blew and knocked chardonnay over and then she walked for a while yeah and thankfully it was when we were getting going over we had a separate like a bike lane with a concrete barrier so it was safe yeah yeah so but i and i was ready to catch her if anything went wrong nah you're pretty far behind me but imagine if that happened on the highway with a bunch of cars i'd be dead you know yeah and i'd have to rename this podcast to chateau night well well or woody night or like whatever night but i feel like it's like singles night you know because singles night yeah and i'll just talk about how whatever how you you know what to do when you when you got just yourself to do you know and like when your gf got run over by a car i probably wouldn't talk about that it would probably be a heavy subject matter for a podcast right so i guess you would you would continue the podcast is what i'm saying even if yeah, I yeah, sure, gone. yeah, yeah, sure. At least for like an episode. All right, okay. special feature with guest Bill Simmons or like another guest. <laughs> anyway, with that being said, I want to give my rating. Okay, I, I give have your rating. my rating locked in, locked and loaded. I'm gonna rate doing a winery tour a six out of ten because it's quite cool, it's quite interesting, it's fun, it's very unique. It's a lot of work. It requires quite a bit of planning. And it's a pain in the butt. And it's expensive. You got to be in a good area. So you probably got to travel for this. Unless unless you live in some wonderful part of the world with a lot of wineries. You got to travel. You got to figure out this whole thing. You got to get a bike, probably. Anyway, it's a lot of hassle. So even though it's very cool, 
it's a lot to put up with to get to get the uh, the final outcome of your wine tastings. I would agree. I wouldn't quite, I wouldn't put it so low. I think I would give it a 7 out of 10 because I think there was a lot of work put into this and I think it was ultimately a high reward for the work that we put That's into That's true. It. it was pretty fun. Yeah. I think it was really fun and like I'm not doing it again anytime soon. Um especially like with bikes and like with all those logistics. Maybe, you know, when I have a little bit more money and I'm a little bit older and like I can afford to just have a designated driver for the, you know, take a wine tour and just have a designated driver and not think of it so much. Maybe I'll do that and that'll be, you know, that'll be a lot easier to do. But for now, I think I agree. I think it was a lot of work, but I think even our, you know, even when things went wrong and even when I was like, we were took 20 minutes to go down the mountain on the highway. I still think that was really fun. We had a really scenic view and uh, I didn't actually mind the, the ride down too much. I think it was still fun, even though I almost died that one time because of the wind. You but, were fine, but yeah. All right. But, um, yeah, I think 7 out of 10 for me. I think seven's reasonable. I think if you like wine or you like bike rides or you like Kelowna, 7 out of 10 works. Yeah. Or even if you like food and you're going there. Because so, so, I think a lot of people go there for the food, too. They have really good food. True. Yeah, that's some true. Of these places. Oh, not even food. I should say view, too. Yeah. All, I think all of these places had, like, pretty insane views. I think the views is, like, half of it. Yeah, definitely. Because it's, it's very beautiful. And it's nice to to relax there. and. Well, that might be a mountain thing, though. Because West Kelowna is pretty high up. So every winery has a view. I don't know if you are doing a winery tour in... Well, I don't know, California. I think California does a lot of wine. I think wineries have to be decently high up, though. Okay, maybe. Yeah, like, have well, some sort of elevation, I think. Could, you could be right. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure either, but all of the wineries that I've ever heard of have been either on a mountain or, like, close to one or something. Okay. I don't know. I, I could really be wrong about that, but, um, yeah. Anyways, I, I think that usually... Because even the wineries that are close to where we're staying, they're all on a big hill. There's right. hills all around. And I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but that's just my guess. Mm-hmm. Could be. All right. So 7 out of 10 for me, 6 out of 10 for you. Yeah, I'll stick by that. Okay. Uh, but overall, pretty good date. I I think it's date night approved. What do you think? Yeah, as a once in a long time thing uh, for your second year anniversary or something, or you know your hundredth date anniversary, something like that. Well, something juicy. Something juicy. Yeah, yeah we didn't good... have an anniversary for this no, no, one, no, but, but you know. But I just mean it's good. It'd like, be good for something like that. Yeah, I just mean this is not a this is not a fifth date type of deal. No, I agree. This is a oh man, this girl ain't going anywhere. All right. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely an adventure, but it's a fun adventure. No, it's a good adventure. All right, we'll see you guys next week, and for um, our theme of mattress shopping. Um, yeah, I guess that was a date we went on. Hey, yeah, maybe we could All do right. that one. Tune in next week for that one. Probably not that. Anyways, have a good week. Bye. Bye bye.